0: One O One podcast is intended for an adult audience, exclusively for people who are both mature and intellectually self-aware enough to comprehend the gravity and the responsibility of the sexual content contained in the discussion that follows. Those under the age of eighteen are requested and expected to discontinue this feed now.
1: I know you're gonna dig this. I'm gonna dig this. Hey, Sal, can you do me a favor and kill that light above your head? Um. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. It's really bright. It is really bright. It's casting a shadow across my bulbous stomach. I hate it. Does It's not down. very flattering. Shining down on my dick. <laughs> Guys, sex love with the K10 podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Mr. Nominal O'Jourst. I am joined over on Randy Andy. Supervisor producer, Wall Street.
2: The difference between a regular movie theater and an adult movie theater is how sticky the floor is.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a true story. It really is a true story. As I look around the Panige Gallery. Sunnybound. She's also going to kind of half-handle the interactive chat today. Half-handled. Half-handled. Running our video board this evening is Chapin. Hey! And our executive producer, head head barnyard wrangler and sound engineer with the Irish dick is Sal. (laughs) 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 Oh, I can't even... Oh, man.
0: (sighs) Suck
3: my royal Irish
0: dick. Hey, we also have uh, we have uh, Twisted Janie, Twisted and Janie's we have Stinger Switch.
1: And Stinger hey. Switch. Hi, guys. How you doing? Thanks a lot for hanging out with us tonight. We are talking about BDSM and cinema. Now, we have a list of movies, Wall Street and I, and and Pretty Tied Up, and a few other people. I, I thought Candy Mike was going to make it in the night, but I'm guessing he's either stuck in traffic or or he's just not making it this evening. But hey, we, we've all seen a lot of these movies. If you've seen these movies and you're in the chat, make sure you chime in. We're going to talk about the ones that... The movies got right and the ones the movies got wrong mostly wrong. Mostly wrong. Mostly wrong. But uh yeah, let's talk about it. This is a live show. Phone lines are open 717-925-0603 is the phone number to call in. You can also call in on Skype at nvtrista@gmail.com or Mr. Period space NVT to your contacts and you can Skype in at any time.
2: Okay. All right. Wall Street, so, kick us off. Today's article comes from the British Film Institute. There were... Uh, an article was written in April about um, how does someone who is new to BDSM or wants to learn about BDSM, uh, how can one encounter these types of uh, activities and these th- theories uh, through film? So they gave a list of 13 films and, and Penny Girl and I thought, hey, wouldn't it be great if we just had like a mini BDSM film fest? So. Um, pretty Tied Up and I spent a good week of quarantine. We hammered through, I think it was nine of those films in uh, eight or nine days. And right. for someone who can't sit still for more than ten minutes, uh, don't ever ask to bin watch a series with me. It's a disaster. Uh, <laughs> it was torture, and several of them were... Was... I know I've, I've
1: been in a room with
2: you when people want to watch a movie. Yeah, I, I gotta get up. Got... I've had you at my house for a football game. Yeah, I, I will go up and use the bathroom, even if I don't have to. I'll force it out. Be like, get out there now!
1: It's <laughs> true story.
2: Um, so there were, there were three 13 films, um... Three of them we were unable to find on demand, so we'll cover those first. One of them uh, I refused to watch on purpose. I'd actually already seen it twice before. We'll get to that one in a minute, but I was not going to watch it a third time. Uh, <laughs> we, we know where we're going with that. And, and then the other nine. So the uh, British Film Institute discussed uh, four of them that they kind of considered quote-unquote best-in-class. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say all four of them are best-in-class. I will say of the 13 on the list, they were definitely the four best. So I guess by definition, if this is like the tallest short person person. is kind of maybe what we're looking at here okay yeah Uh, in fact that's what one of the films I that's I did a live stream on Twitter of all this, and one of those films that's exactly what I wrote I said to call this film best in class is like calling it the tallest short person so it really was not that good
1: (laughs) Uh, I had a joke but then that person would have got mad at me so I'm gonna let it go
3: we
2: know
1: who we're talking about though yeah I resemble that statement no it's not you oh all right
2: so we will go through the list and well forgive me I'm having some technical difficulties
3: yeah, I'm going to switch that out of the mic.
2: No, it's not, yeah. a, it's not the mic, it's the. <laughs> I love how I paid for every set of headphones in this studio. That's not true. Except for the one. Th- this one's in this one. It wasn't intentional. What I do is I bring them in here and then I forget them and then I just bring a new set in. And before you know it, I got 15 <laughs> pairs of headphones. So. For those of you who want to follow along at home or need to waste 20 hours of your life watching these films as well, I recommend go to my Twitter. Uh, It's at WallStreet711. There is a post with all 13 movies on it. Um, so we will start with the four, excuse me, the three that I was unable to watch. And this was really more a function of, uh, they were not available on demand. And also by the time I got through 10 of them, I didn't give a shit anymore. So I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. Um, could I have like gone on Amazon and ordered these movies express overnight to my house? Yeah, yes. you could have, but why? Was I going to? Fuck no, that.
1: Because, right. because, because from history, <laughs> the way what history tells us is, these movies aren't going to be worth it anyway. No, no. <laughs> and he's not going to watch them. So <laughs>
3: well, he's not, not all at one anyway.
2: The one I would have watched, um, For the first one we're going <laughs> to discuss, 1994's Exit to Eden, uh, oh. loosely, loosely based off of a Anne Rice novel.
1: And by loosely, we mean they had the setting right. Yeah. And they had the title right.
2: Well, they had two characters right. Well, yeah. Um, Anne Rice wrote this very lovely novel about this gentleman who goes to a BDSM resort. It was a romance novel. And then Hollywood got a hold of it and said, let's go with that.
1: But we're going to make it Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell.
2: Well, th- actually, those characters, they they were added as those two characters weren't even in the book. So okay. they kept the main two characters, the one woman, with the dominatrix, played by Dana Delaney, who I'll never look at Lois Lane the same oh, again. Oh, goodness, yeah. Oh, fuck Dana Delaney.
1: Dana, yeah.
2: Literally. Um, but they add, yeah, so basically Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell go to this BDSM resort in, you know, undercover. And we get to see a lot of the two of them in bondage gear, which... Rosie O'Donnell actually wasn't that bad in 94. Like she's, I didn't say she was good, I just said she wasn't bad, you know? On a scale of 1 to 10, she was probably on the a ta- On
1: a scale of 1 to short person. Oh, <laughs> um,
2: nice. I was really disappointed because uh, one of the... It was
1: Rosie O'Donnell and Dan Aykroyd. Well, no, Hondage I was here.
2: really disappointed because yeah. one of the British tabloids, was that The Sun or The Independent, said that uh, they described it as uh, the only movie worse than Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> and, I, and as it's... soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh, now I have to watch this movie. So maybe that's something I will drop $10 for at some point. Uh, if you're I can find you're okay. it. you I like
1: don't bother No, you could probably all find right. that one on YouTube movies, and th- and that would be all right. <laughs> Just know, go right I, to it, I right would, there. <laughs> I, and it's
2: funny you bring that up because that's actually how I found most of these movies. Google has this great feature that if you type in the name of a movie, it tells you the streaming service it's on, and YouTube is one of those. And mm-hmm. it's it wasn't anywhere. Um, so oh, that's wow. why I, Yeah, I was disappointed. Uh, the other two were did, foreign. Did you films. say
3: Google has that service? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you
2: go to Google. Okay, because because then... I
3: think we, we, we looked for Spaceballs the other night. Yes. And, yeah. And that's I, how we found I, it. That's how we found it. I know, but I didn't remember that it was Google and. I I was thinking about that yeah, the was, other day I, thought,
2: I gotta i gotta ask the google knows everything Go- it does yeah google right. knows what your google's like Modoc. it knows what you're gonna do before you do it <laughs> <laughs> i love Modoc. he's moving on all right i want to see him in the next avengers film um murdoch yeah
3: alan man murdoch <laughs> right. i'm thinking a team here you know just... Mo- m-o-d-o-k oh not not murdoch okay
2: all right just, just google it when you get a chance he's awesome <laughs> um the other two we, I did not get a chance to watch was a film called uh, Matrice and A Woman in Flames. They're both foreign. I think Matrice is French. Uh, Gerard Depardieu is in it, so I'm just going to assume it's French. I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, a Woman in Flames, I, that is also that might be English. Her. Um, honestly, like, like, like
1: I said. Four shots, but we got to take care of We were supposed to do
2: this show two weeks ago, and it was Tuesday. I'm like, fucking, I'm done researching. All right. So take a look at those <laughs> if you get a chance. Uh, we will now dip into the one, two, three. <laughs> dip. Go ahead, what? Four, Go ahead, Chapin, five, go. He's oh,
0: counting, go. He's counting, you go. Okay, so uh, we have Scott will kill you. Fuck it, <laughs> Scott, <laughs> he's in. Fuck it, Scott! And he has a comment. Okay. Oh, yes. oh boy, Here We're, we go. <laughs> we are bringing Wall Street in to replace Noob Noob on Orc You. Oh, yeah? Because your news are Ooh. much more informative.
2: Oh, nice. Thank you. Look at this. I love that. Awesome. Right. Another job I don't get paid for.
0: <laughs> True story.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> now I know what a stay-at-home mom feels like. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Make me a
3: sandwich.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh my God. So I think it was the first year I got married, my sister-in-law, because I have three of them, the oldest of Pretty Ties Up three sisters, she didn't know what to get me, so she got me a T-shirt, and it says, cool story, babe, make me a sandwich. And, oh. and Pretty Tied Up's mother saw it, and it's like, perfect. Because <laughs> she knows, like, that's my sarcastic, I'm going to get my ass beat attitude. All right. Um, so we'll start with these six that uh, are considered kind of meh. Um, and I actually went through and gave each one of these some ratings so uh, the one I did not watch because i had already seen it twice and I was not going to sit through that shit show a third time was
1: Fifty Shades of Bullshit so what do
2: we want to say about Fifty Shades of Bullshit
1: um wait a second it's graduated to 50 shades of bullshit
3: yeah. <laughs> times three <laughs> times three but so, hold on a second you said wall street you said you're going to give it a rating so it's, are these wallies or what no, are so we doing say, here? i was
2: doing the classic star rating they're uh, called wall streets, wall street's. <laughs> the wall streets <laughs> the wallies i like it yeah uh dollars, that one we'll two, and and half, dollar two and a half wallies <laughs> yeah so 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 uh, we're giving this one zero 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 dollar signs out of five um oh wow. Yeah, not even, okay. like, close. I mean, we've all... Everyone in this room has seen it. We yes. want we to go around the room and talk about what we hate about it the most. Let's do that. Let's shit all over this film. Um,
1: <laughs> wow. But, but That's, you, really, you got most of it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw You saw it. You got you all... Saw, of, have. All right, so if there's any... I don't, how do you start with this? Is it the... There's every tired trope ever? Yes,
2: Uh, that's a big part of it. Um, Um, Is it
1: it that the author didn't do a, a lick? Of yeah, research at all. my favorite
2: part. It's, she came right out and said it. Yeah, I
1: just wrote it. I, I
2: just made this up. I she made totally it up as I, I went along. Up as she went along. Just
1: you know, I just based it off of whatever. The what, fact
2: that it was based, based on a what Twilight I, fanfic, whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. How, how, well, however, the I, way I have it in my head, yeah, right?
1: With yeah. no research.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, Twist janey comments that it's good as it's good as smut. It's terrible, terrible as information. I think that's in- a fair statement.
2: Yeah. Like it's a movie. It's it's good softcore porn. porn. Uh, actually, no. It's kind of bad softcore porn. No, it's
1: bad softcore porn, and the fact that it's so misinformative Yeah. It
0: perpetuates the bad stereotypes. It does. The third Um, one's actually not so
2: bad, but oof, yeah, the first one sucks. Yeah. So every um, every tired trope, um, every classic confusing BDSM with abuse multiple times. Um, The
1: only reason you're into it is because your parents damaged you.
2: Yeah, like all that good stuff. Um, I don't know what to say other than it's crap, Um, utter
1: and complete. Crap. bovine caca crap.
2: Um, crap the only thing that yep. would be good for would be an episode of a mystery science theater 3000 i would encourage mm. that
1: okay yeah, yeah. you know well, we could misty that that would be funny That's we should mystery. do that we all could right. do that we can make that happen
3: yeah, yeah. we can do, um, we'll, do our we'll, own version yeah we'll produce that ourselves
1: yeah
3: all
2: right. Um, all right chapin before we go any further if you just let me know because we got a lot of stuff to go through so I'm, i this may stretch out into three segments if you could just make sure to keep me on track and if you have to cut me off we'll cut um, me off oh so, okay, let count up. All right, good, okay. All right, we're, this is definitely gonna be three segments because we're already behind schedule then. All right. Um, <laughs> the first uh, movie that we watched, or technically it was, uh, we watched the four good ones first and then we circled back. So the first movie we we're gonna discuss, uh, The Story of O, 1975, Bill. Okay. Uh, and I will say right off the bat, I'll tell you where all of these are available. With the exception of one of them, it's Amazon Prime. Um, I think maybe there's another one we got on Hulu, but it's pretty much Amazon Prime. Um, if you want to watch them, there. a lot of them are not free. Uh, you have to rent them. Um, and by rent, uh, it's uh, like three dollars and right. four dollars uh, for forty-eight hours. I think one of them we actually had to buy, and it was like nine dollars. So it's right. really not. If you think, you know, how would it cost to go to a movie? It's it's worth it, um, except the movie's crap. So and you can't put it on eBay. Yeah, we'll, uh, when you're done with it. Uh, so a little bit history of the story though. It was actually written way back in 1954. The movie was made in '75. It was written by a woman named Anne Desclos and she kind of wrote it on a dare. Um, She wrote it, uh, and she hid her identity for many years. It really wasn't until like the 1990s that she uh, exposed herself as the author. Right. Um, she wrote, it was based on a series of love letters that she wrote to her partner. I think she was a submissive and he was a dominant. So it was kind of like, here's what I'd like you to do for me for 40 years. People thought a man wrote this book. Because right. She didn't think that a woman would be taken seriously. So it wasn't until like, she was literally on her deathbed that she's like, Oh, she's by, like, the way, oh by the way, I wrote this it book. Me. It was me. <laughs> <Sink>! <laughs> um, subtitled film, uh, a lot of seventies Bush. Um, Interesting comment. No, seriously, there's no, a lot of nudity and a lot very of. Very
1: 70s bush. Very 70s I mean.
2: bush. Have you seen this film? Yeah. Okay. Um, a little side story I like about this film. So, Pretty Tied Up and I, when we started dating, our first date was in May. So, by December, we had become, you know, committed. We were still living apart, though. And I wanted to get her something special. So, she mentioned that she had read the book, like, numerous times and she loved it. Uh, and also, Damien Rice, who was one of her singers, wrote a song called. Uh, forgot the name of the song, but it's about the story of O. You wrote okay. a song about it. So I got her the DVD for Christmas. And, of course, I don't know how to wrap presents, so I made my mom wrap it. Um, yeah. Nice. She's like, what is this? I'm like, just shut up and wrap it, Mom. So, Less talking, more paper. Exactly. Um, <laughs> more folding. Pretty consistent themes. And by that, I mean uh, a, a good example of a dominant sub-relationship. Really good on talking about consent. Um Kind of relates that idea of what it means to be a submissive versus a dominant. Um, the, basically what happens in the movie, there's a guy named Renee and his partner who just goes by the name of O. He drops her off at a castle one day and basically like, this is your training. You're now going to be a submissive. But it's really cool when he drops her off. He's like, I want you to listen to everything these men say. And she And he says... Are you okay with that? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. So just that little act of like, it wasn't like you're going to do this. It was, I want you to do this. Will you do this for me? Which I thought was beautiful for the movies. It kind of gets a little sidestepped because they do. She gets to a point where she changes dominance, and it's not really by choice. It's one of those, like, you're my property, and now I'm going to give you to this man, whether you like it or not. Uh, There is some sexual assault, which is a theme that runs through a lot of these movies, so just to make you aware of that, um, they kind of fuck up that consent aspect in that end. Uh, And it just seems they they overplay the notion of the submissive in the fact that, as someone who is a 24-7 submissive, they really take it to the extreme, to the point where Renee's gives... Owe to her brother, and it's it, he makes it very clear it's not a choice, or more specifically, what he says is um, he emotionally abuses her. Like, if you don't go live with my brother, then I'll never love you again, which is not
1: that's not how this works, not
2: how this works, but so it's not how this works, it's not how not any how of this works. works. Not how any of it works, um, try to think what I gave this one. I think it was three, yeah, out I was gonna say, I think he gave three, yeah, I'll double check that. Pretty sure it was three. Out- oh, god, I should have made better notes on my Twitter here, all right, um. <laughs> i'll come back to it I'm pretty sure it was three out of five okay um good i good idea of consent in parts but kind of not not the best thing um oh here it is uh here here's what i wrote the 24 7 ds dynamic is explored faithfully yet taken to the extreme meaning like go live with all my right. brother misses are simultaneously treated as both willing participants but also property which is an accurate and realistic three and three and a half out of five is what i guess. Okay. all right uh number six trying to think what i wrote cruising oh yes i (laughs) i love this movie for several reasons so this was i did not see this one this movie and the next one we're going to speak about are not they're what i consider tangentially bdsm and by that i mean bdsm plays an element but it is not the core theme okay cruising i like to describe as bdsm meets law and order so the premise is takes place in 1980 um Someone is killing gay leather men in New York City. And Al Pacino is going to find the killer. <laughs> nice. All right. Wow. Here yes. So on Al lawyer. Pacino is this rookie cop. Uh, Paul Sorvino is like the... Well, yeah,
1: I guess in the in 1980, that would be
2: rookie, rookie Paul cop. Paul Sorvino is like the chief in the department, and he pulls him aside. He's like, I got a special mission for you. He's like, you're going to report directly to me. You can't tell anyone what you're doing. You're going to be undercover. You got to tell your girlfriend that you're moving out of the house, that it's undercover. You can't tell her anything. Basically, you're going to disappear off the map until we find this guy. So he starts infiltrating these other bars, and this is where the BDSM aspect comes in, is that um, he learns about the culture. My favorite scene is... Uh, when he goes to this BDSM leather shop and he looks at the handkerchiefs and they explain what they right, need. all the different all them and he buys and this is fucked up even though he knows what it means he buys the yellow one oh. <laughs> and and he wears it to a bar because he's trying to integrate himself and like some guys like hey I saw your yellow hanky you ready to go and he's like I'm not ready yet and the guy flips out he's like but well, don't wear it unless you're ready to go you know <laughs> unless you want me to piss on your face take that hanky out of your pocket he gets very pissed off um,
1: also not how it works. <laughs>
2: Thank <laughs> you. Um,
3: it's a pissa. It's a pissa. It's a pissa.
2: Relatively accurate. Now, granted, I was born in 1980. I'm showing my age, so I don't really know what New York City was like back then. Um, it there a There, yes, there it was. You'll
1: never find a more rich <laughs> a hive of that, that, scum and villainy.
2: That's that's the feeling I got. <laughs> Times Square. That's the feeling I got watching this movie. I'm like this is a lot of dirty shit going on. My my favorite part of the movie, and this is where I the, I learn every day. There's a scene very early on. The second bar he goes to is called the Ramrod, and I'm like Ramrod, and, I'm like, Ramrod. And, I'm like, <laughs> and then I <laughs> and then I. Oh, and then I man. Google it and I'm like, holy shit, that's a real bar. Yeah, here's what, sure is. Here's what I found out. <laughs> like six months after that movie came out, apparently there was a mass shooting at that bar where somebody came in and, and just screamed like, I hate the gays and killed like seven people. Oh S- man. Six months after that movie came out. So mm. um, there's another scene that's very confusing. Um, and, and the director kind of mentions he does this specifically for exploitation. Uh, he wanted to kind of get a shock scene, but it makes absolutely no sense. There's a scene where Al Pacino goes with the guy he thinks is the killer, and the cops come in and arrest both of them. And Al Pacino's still undercover, so of course they're like cussing out Al Pacino, blah 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 blah, and they're cussing out the, the suspect. And they're trying to get the suspect to, to confess, and they go like full on Michael Chiklis on this guy. Oh yeah. Oh, question. No, no, no. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. Okay. Oh, I yeah, can I'm see it here. They go full on Michael Chiklis on this guy, like really, really nasty shit. Like they beat him up and they're like, you're going to piss in this cup. So, no, what they said, is you're going to jerk off in this cup so we can get your DNA sample. Well, we all watch you. It was really dirty. But there's this one scene where he's like, the, the suspect's not complying. So they get this one cop, and, and I'm, I say this for a reason. He was a black cop, and I'll tell you why I say that in a minute. This huge, big, black cop like something out of Conan the Barbarian, wearing nothing but a police officer's hat and a jockstrap, Ooh. who walks in and then just starts beating the shit out of the suspect. And then he leaves. And there's no explanation why that happens. <laughs> and the director said like he was going for that like African, you know, big black cock. Was it Mandingo was yeah, the Mandingo movie? Was That's what he wanted maybe. to go for. But I'm watching this, I'm like, this, this makes no sense. This is surreal. Like, did this really happen in, in the early 80s? And did they really bring in half-naked black cops to beat the shit out of people? Maybe they did. I don't know. It just seemed strange. Um,
3: well, it's I, right I, after the 70s, man.
2: <laughs> I, I won't. I won't ruin the ending for you. I will say it is. It is relatively well done for a 1980 film. Um, uh, the film can be barely classified as BDSM, uh, but rather a look inside New York City's gay leather bars. Still an enjoyable mystery. Perfect for fans of true crime. Four out of five stars. Okay. So don't approach it. If you if you're like me who binge watches Law and Order, you'll love the film. <laughs> don't don't look at it just for the BDSM aspect. It really is like a whodunit, which is kind of kind of neat. That's why I appreciated it. All right. All right, guys. We're
1: gonna go up against. We're up against the break. If you want to catch up with the other, with the other reviews, because you can't hang out for the entire time yeah. or whatever, um, it's Wall Street Seven One One. Yep. At Wall Street Seven One One on Twitter, follow him on Twitter because that's all the stuff that's there. You'll know what videos we're going to talk about next, and uh, drop drop your comments and stuff in the chat if there's something, that, if there's a movie that we're talking about. That, uh, that you know, you wanna chime in on, by all means, go ahead and chime in. Remember, it's a live show, 717-925-0603. Call in on Skype as well. Uh, nvtrist at gmail.com is what you wanna to add to your contacts. We're gonna go away for four minutes, 41 seconds. We will be right back. Make sure you hang out because there's all kinds of good stuff in here. All right. Hey, K101 fam.
2: Wall Street here, hope you're enjoying the great show we got planned out so far. We always strive to give you the best content. But Do you want to see where stuff gets real weird? check out our Patreon page. It's full of exclusive member-only content, including behind-the-scenes photos, interviews with the staff, and my mangina. Becoming a subscriber is a great way to support the show and get to know your content creators on a more personal level. Plus, donations start at as little as $1 per meow. So click the link below to check it out and subscribe. Well, if you'll excuse me, I think I hear Penny opening a can of tuna on the other side of the studio.
1: Hey guys, Mr. Non-Vanillatrist here. I just wanted to make sure that you know, we love doing this show for you. So if you have ideas for the show that you wanted to get to us, if you have questions for us, you have comments, you think we got something wrong, there's a bunch of different ways you can tell us. My favorite one is go to nonvanillatrist.com. We have the K101 team. They have their own tab there where you can get to the link to every person on our show right on the Twitter page go right there and find us. It's very, very easy. If you wanted to call into the studio and leave a message, even when we're not live, 717-925-0603. You also have nvtrist at gmail.com. You're just emailing the studio flat out. That's what we're here for. Guys, the show's only good when you interact, so keep doing it because we have a lot of people that are already doing it. Thank you for those of you who do. Just keep keep the ideas coming because we're going to keep making the show better. Hey guys, you check out that merch link yet? What? You live in the country? You're worried that your mother in law is going to find out that you're rocking the K-101 kinky gear? You don't want your dad knowing that you have a kinky coffee mug in your cabinet, huh? Or are you one of those guys or girls that just doesn't give a flying fart in the breeze because you live in the city? we have a great way that you can support the K101 Podcast. It's called the K101 Official Merchandise. If you check the link below and click on it, it'll take you right to our Streamlabs page where you can get rocking K101 T-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get tank tops, are sports bras, you can get K101 Dungeon Throw Pillows, or you can get, my favorite, the K101 Coffee Mug. It supports the show and therefore supports the community. Go ahead and click that link below and you'll be helping us all out. Hey, guys, you know, we understand not everybody can sit for over an hour in front of YouTube, watch a video of the Non-Vanilla Trist podcast. We, we get it. We understand that. However, if you head on over to our audio partner, friend of the show, only well, around pretty good dude, scottwillkillyou.com, you'll not just get all the of the K101 shows before they're available on any alternative platforms. You'll also find Our Reviews Will Kill You, where K101's very own Puck and Scotty host this irreverent, off-kilter, farcical, yet technically intellectual show that is just all about film and movies it's a lot of fun. We think you're really going to like it. While you're there, you'll also find comedy video shorts from Legion of Lunacy. You'll find Scott Will Kill You production videos, Blue Iron. There's so much over there. So if you haven't been there, scottwillkillyou.com. There's just too much to go with. Scott Will Kill You with content. (laughs) <laughs> I was, dude. I was hammered when I made that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. That's for hanging out with the k one Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Dominant Trist. We are in the middle of the BDSM in cinema. Actually, we're like, what, a third of the way through Wall Street?
2: It uh, probably sounds about right. We'll pick up the pace. done yeah, by right. tomorrow?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll be done by tomorrow. <laughs>
2: Let's do it! Alright, film number... I'm just looking at my notes here. Film number three that we're discussing tonight. uh, The Nicolas Cage classic. 8mm, 1999. That was a rough Um, one. Better better than most. Um, So, again, like cruising, it is tangentially BDSM. Um, Essentially, the story is Nicolas Cage plays a private detective of, uh, uh right. PI, yeah, yeah. Private investigator he's, he's a PI. who is hired to find the producers and more specifically the authenticity. Um, and then he kind of finds out who the producers is of a snuff film. Yeah. Very wealthy woman. Uh, her husband dies. She finds a snuff film amongst his belongings and she needs to find out if it's real. Cause a woman is killed on camera. You know, who is this woman? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is also in it as well as Tony Soprano. Yep. Um, it's, a uh, if, like cruising, it's very much like a law and order kind of story. Don't watch it for the BDSM aspect. Watch it more for the, the true crime aspect. It does mention a couple things that kind of went sideways uh, in the film, or I thought were more specifically really interesting. Um... So there's a scene where early on in the movie, Nicolas Cage meets uh, up with Joaquin Phoenix, who's this uh, rather intelligent gentleman who is. Uh, that's working... how you know he's acting. Yeah, <laughs> um, he, he, he's, he's, he's actually. Sorry, he's dumber than a bag of hammers, but he's a
3: great actor. But anyway. well,
2: that's, part, not that's anymore, he's not. part of the part of the character <laughs> is uh, he's an intelligent guy who's working in a porn shop because he's down on his luck. Anyway, he. he... Nicholas Cage says, "Hey, can you get me into the underground?" So this is the ni- <laughs> This is 1999. So the internet had just started. And one thing I noticed was really interesting was that the underground was basically anything that was not vanilla. Yeah. Like they go to look for this, and it's like BDSM, pedophilia. Just like two, like right next. It's like it's, it's just the it's next all, dial over. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like it's, it's all the same. Oh, thing. It's, dude, it's
1: it's like you know gangbangs, pedophilia, horse dick. Yeah, it's,
2: just, it's like they just, didn't they didn't discriminate, and it's called eight
1: millimeter. Yeah,
3: eight yes. millimeter. And
2: what was it? What was it's it, it? Describing Sal
3: perfectly. <laughs> oh,
2: for the love. Because the snuff film was printed on an old eight millimeter film. That's why. Uh, and, oh, gotcha, and, gotcha. And the best part, it happens twice in the movie. They go to these underground mm-hmm. bazaars, and both times they mention they're looking for a snuff film, and the the proprietors like get angry. The he, the one guy assaults Nicolas Cage. The other tells him like, get the fuck out. And Nicolas Cage is like, you're selling. Kitty porn? Like, how dare you judge me? <laughs> like, I just thought that was off the a hook. You have a right over there. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, I don't sell snuff films. Buy some kitty porn or get out. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's, it's a little
0: weird. We
3: don't sell tobacco here. Oh, not that kind of snuff.
2: Oh, 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 oh. Uh, so, um... A central theme in the movie, which I thought was really interesting, was uh, embrace and this is something that kind of really drew me towards um, masochism is the concept of embracing your inner demons. Walking uh, Phoenix mentions uh, as they're going into start the investigation he says to Nicolas Cage you gotta be careful he says when you dance with the devil the devil don't change the devil changes you and that's kind of the de-evolution of Nicolas Cage's character throughout the movie right. he starts out as this normal family man and as he searches for justice he starts committing more and more depraved right. acts up to and not including murder <laughs> I, I won't mean, tell you about who he kills but <laughs> he starts at the end of the film it. He, yeah, I didn't say he didn't but he starts chopping heads um, <laughs> But I think that's an interesting concept. That's the one thing I would take away from the movie. So I wrote in the, in the recap, uh, while like Cage's acting, the movie is at times goofy and over the top. It's <laughs> It serves as a subtle reminder <laughs> that there is a devil within us all, and we must be worried of where and when we let it out. Three and a half out of five. So again, not not the best from the BDSM aspect. If you like true crime, you know, very much yeah, like, not, like... It's crazy. not a bad movie. It's not terrible. It's, it's a three terrible. and a half Wallies. That's that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Uh, two more on the kind of shit list. Um... Oh, yes. All right, we'll talk about this one now. Uh, 1986's Nine and a Half Weeks. Oh. Kim Basinger and Mickey Rourke.
1: Kim Basinger is hot in this movie.
2: Well, she's hot in pretty much every movie.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I said. And uh, the food scene, hands down.
2: You going to steal my thunder? (laughs) Am I allowed to talk during my show? You can talk during your All show. Right, just just let, me, let me get there. Let All me get there. Right, go ahead. A little background about the movie. Yeah, run, just, just run it. Run it. $17 million to make, which is like a trillion dollars in today's money. Um, yeah, right. No. Thought I thought was the quarterback of this motherfucker. <laughs> it grossed $6.5 <laughs> million. Ameri- oh. Ameri- well, let me finish. American studios hated it. So then they released it internationally, spliced in Kim Basinger's tits because they took it out for the U.S. audiences. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> made a hundred million dollars overseas.
1: Because Europe the, went boobs. Boobs. Exactly. That Hells, it was a, yeah. And the sex parts where they were like, eh, sex, yeah. whatever. Yeah.
2: It was a They're huge hit outside the US because they they basically took what was an R movie to they made it into what we would now call like an NC seventeen movie. Uh, but they yeah. wouldn't do that here in the US. Um, God forbid. This movie just like Fifty Shades of Grey, I actually made a list of every single BDSM trope. Mm-hmm. Um, trope number one... Oh, by the way, I'll what, What's the gentleman's name in Nine and a Half Weeks on Kid Works character? I have no idea. Mr... Oh, Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray! Yes! We can name characters other than Mr. Gray. You know that, Hollywood? All right. <laughs>
1: you can,
3: but it's the point. Where's it's like, it's <laughs> a gray area. It yeah, is a gray area. Oh, where's,
2: my where's God. Where's Mr. White and Mr. Pink and Mr. Orange? Ah! That, <laughs> I actually fell asleep during Mr. that Mr. Brown. That movie wasn't oh. enough to keep my interest. In <laughs> Get a bark all night you going to bite. <laughs> Damn it. Stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Um... <laughs> All right, BDSM. This is gonna get worse as it goes on. All right, BDSM trope number one: the mousy submissive. So obviously, Kim Basinger dressed very homely. There's a scene with her roommate where she's like, "Do you own a dildo?" <gasps> like very like. Oh my God, Anastasia stealing a nutshell. All right, um. One. Two, three, four, five, four dicks. days. <laughs> uh, BDS trope number two, when they first meet, um, Kim Basinger is out in a bazaar, an open-air market, and obviously Mickey Rourke is following her like a lion Stalker. stalking its prey, yeah. yep, so.
1: But he looks like that
2: naturally, was, so I mean.
1: Well, but he, I mean, he didn't have the trench coat
2: and the big boom box
1: and he wasn't yeah. following her that yeah. way. That's but. actually
2: cute, that's, there's <laughs> a fine line between, there's a fine line between cute and creepy. I have crossed it more times than I want to admit. That's a story for another, sh- that's several stories. For several <laughs> oh, thank God the cops didn't put a restraining order. Um, BDSM uh, trope number three, um, as on their first date, they have wine and cheese, and he introduces her to high culture. Oh. So oh. the very much My Fair Lady aspect of it. Wow. Um, BDSM trope number four, uh, he immediately starts buying her fancy gifts. He buys her like a necklace. Oh, and a lavish wand. gifts. Yes, lavish gifts. Jeff was right. right Jeff was fucking right.
1: Jeff. Uh, or Jeff watched nine and a half weeks and just believed it to be true. <laughs> love you, Jeff. Um, we all love you.
2: They finally no, go. I don't. To, they finally go to his uh, to Mr. Gray's apartment, and it is like huge open windows, very little furniture. Everything is either black, white, or a shade of gray, and everything is sharp right angles. So it, it's basically like
1: someone trips, stitches. Yep,
2: yeah, exactly. Or so, dies. So, or so, dies. So DOMs are very robotic and solid. They don't have yes. inner emotions. Um,
1: strong edges. Strong, strong. Strong.
2: Sharp edges. Yes. Um, I resemble that statement <laughs> BDSM trope number 6 Kim Basinger wants, wants him to meet her friends and family and he clearly wants nothing to do with that. Oh. Uh, Doms cannot establish an emotional connection outside the DS dynamic Duh. Uh, She Nobody actually shows up at his office <laughs> to meet him from, me. She she unexpectedly comes to his office and he has a hissy fit like how dare you come here in front of my professional friends like you're my dirty little secret no one's allowed to know about it. <laughs> um, also bullshit Also bullshit, exactly that's um, why we call them tropes. Yes, uh, there was a seventh one, um, some really terrible inaccuracies. See if I can find the number seven. I'll come back to that. Um, Did it have oh, any? Yeah. Oh, uh, she stays the night at his house and opens his closet, and it's nothing but like the same suit twelve times. So he's and oh, everything great. is neatly arranged. He's got like OCD. To yeah, the max. he's OCD. Yeah. yeah. Um, really terrible. Scenes uh, when it comes to discussing BDSM. There's one scene where she misbehaves. He goes through his closet, so he comes home, and then uh, you know he rapes her. Like it, it's that's literally yeah. what it oh, is. I remember. She tries to leave. Uh, she hits him. He hits her back. Throws her on the table. Rapes her. And mid rape, she's like, "Oh, I love this now." Is it, oh. uh, yeah, I wanted to fucking vomit. It was. Disgusting um, This was before the food scene though, right? Yeah, uh, I think it was before the food scene So and actually to your point there are two scenes. They really do do a good job is one is the food scene the
1: food scene is actually what got envy and I I mean that that was when we were kids and her parents went away on vacation yeah. and we went All right, let's, let's empty the fridge let's <laughs> that, <save> that,
2: that. <laughs> that Right up. on the
1: kitchen floor <laughs> and what was the only I mean they had you
2: need to do it on the kitchen floor because I watched that food scene and I'm like this is why I don't do food like literally yeah. he basically that was made, like
1: we were like this is a linoleum floor if we do this anywhere else in this house that has wall he wall made carpet, a full English, a he, he made
2: a full English breakfast on her body yes like, he there did was so much <laughs> um, and there's, there's a scene, pudding no not really. <laughs> oh, sorry, come on you guys. It, was, it was shark week at our house um, oh. <laughs> um, there's another scene where they first are intimate where they use sensation play with ice cubes yes. I wow. thought that was very, very blindfolds. Accurate. Yep, blindfolds. Um, there's another part where, oh yeah, he also, the, he wants to get a riding crop so of course they go to a horse saddle store. I'm like, just go to a fucking BDSM shop like a fucking adult. Um, it becomes very apparent during the movie that like he... Why do not you just go to Amazon? He's, a, he's abusive. There wasn't Amazon there wasn't back an Amazon then. then. He's abusive, doesn't care sure about you, her. the
1: Amazon was still there.
2: there. There's a scene where she says something to the effect of <laughs> like, you know, do you love me or do you care about me? And he says something like, why should I? There's another scene early on where Kim base is definitely terrified of heights. Absolutely terrified of heights. So they go on a Ferris wheel and uh, she goes on without him and then she pays the Ferris wheel guy to stop it so she's stuck at the top. And then she's screaming bloody murder and he just walks away. And then when she gets down, it's like, oh, you terrified me, but it's fine. I still love you. Like, it's emotional (laughs) abuse. It's really (laughs) fucking disgusting. See,
1: no, at least he wasn't in the car, like,
2: you know, rocking the car back and
1: forth, (laughs) making it even worse.
2: Um, I'm not saying I would do that. Pretty tight up yelled at me for texting while driving. I don't know if you saw that.
1: She <laughs> doesn't want to see me on my motorcycle then. Yeah, well, I I'm was taking going, phone was going calls over here. on my motorcycle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going up here. She's like, "Why are you texting? You're driving?" I said, "I ate breakfast while driving this morning." Do you want to yell at me about that? <laughs> My father, My father taught me that. It's like one Brad's hand on the steering wheel, the other yeah. hand on the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit.
1: Yeah, and if you have to hold your drink, use your knee
2: Yeah, there you go. Um, so, recap: if you thought there couldn't be a film worse than Fifty Shades of Grey, you were yes, wrong. Yes, you were wrong. The only saving grace was the highlight of sensation play. <laughs> Truly, a stain on the reputation of the BDSM community. Half a star out of five. The only reason they got half a star was for that. sensation The food
1: scene with food. Kim Basinger being it. naked and food. Well, it wasn't even body. the
2: nakedness. It was the. It was. Shh, shh, and, don't ruin it. So when I look at the <laughs> When I look at these I ratings, a <laughs> I try to take out all of their aspects I try to look at how accurate were they with BDSM and how well they did depict it because you know from from Some of these movies are really good. They just did a really shit job of trying to portray what they want I get it. Yeah, so that's why it gets half a star. All right, and number nine <coughs> uh, Belle du jour which is a French film. I did not get to see Belle du jour. Yeah, yet. You don't really need to see Belle du jour um 1967 I like to call it Desperate Housewives the BdSM version okay um, it's so <laughs> it starts out really weird because we
1: had a conversation. We, we did this movie or we yeah. did the a, a, a list before about movies yeah. we should watch and then we that's how that, I think that was the impetus for this show yeah. and Belle de Jour was like one of the top five in there in that, that-
2: it wasn't that
1: good. It wasn't that good. Um,
2: well, it's really funny. So, like, it's about this woman who, this French woman, who uh, has a very attractive husband, and he fantasize. She fantasizes about BDSM, and it starts out. You don't realize it when they start, but it's a dream sequence. The two of them are out in France, and blah, 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 and they're in a horse-drawn carriage, and her husband demands the carriage pull over, and um, she ties him. He he ties her to the tree. Um, you have my attention? Yeah, I'm going to try to find those. He ties her to a tree and then kind of strips her half naked. And just then, half? Just half Loser. naked. Uh, Loser. the two shit all the way through like they should. The two chauffeurs who were doing the horses like start whipping her. Doing and the then, horses? And then she screams, don't let the cats out. And I'm like, what the fuck does that? Like, that's the, those are the first lines of the movie is, don't let the cats out as she's getting her ass whipped. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but she becomes bored. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fucking weird. I'm yeah. sorry. That, that's, just <laughs> watch the first 10 <laughs> minutes. That's all you need to see. What? Huh? Unless like unless somebody it was a poor translation it was one of those things like you know all your base belong to us maybe she said something in French <laughs> and, and the translator was like yeah just put in don't let the cats out it's fine she might have said something about her vagina I okay don't know. um <laughs> I love the scene where this is 1960 even though it's Europe uh they li- they have two separate beds and it's really cute because there's one part where like you what year was this the 60s 67 but it's France oh, yeah. it's yeah. France though
1: well I, I'll I'll go with this My yeah. I mean, my grandparents.
2: Except it's Europe. I yes. get it. They're way more, like, not, Europe in the 1960s was like America today. Like, they're 50 years ahead of us from the sexual revolution okay. standpoint. Anyway, but it's cute, because towards the end, there's one scene towards the end where <laughs> the husband like, wants was, to be it was, intimate. It
1: was my tooth. It was a mug. I swear to God.
2: The husband wants to be intimate, and he's like, shall I crawl over to your bed tonight? It was really kind of funny. Um, the movie is kind of like, it doesn't, can't decide what it wants to be. Part of it is actually very humorous. It's a comedy. Okay. Other parts is kind of a, a, a drama. Uh, there's one scene, sorry, well, let me get back to the story and then I'll talk about the next The one scene I want to talk about. So she gets bored with being a housewife. She asks her husband about the brothels, because apparently they were very common in Paris in the 60s. And she decides she wants to be a prostitute. Um, and she's really good at her job. Like, Belle du Jour is the name, the m- name of the movie comes from the title she's given, which is Belle du Jour. It's That's the, the name that the madam gives to her, like beauty of the day. And she becomes like the most popular prostitute in this house that has three prostitutes. Um, <laughs> And the other two get really jealous of her. Tall as sure, girl. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, there's one. Did scene they have that... a separate room for their bush? <laughs> there's a really interesting scene. And this is kind of where, where the comedy part comes in, where a gentleman comes in, and we find out very quickly that he's a male submissive. And uh, she's expected to play a role she doesn't understand. And he comes in, and he asks the question of, like, are the floors clean enough? And she's like, yeah, they're fine. And he gets really pissed and calls them out. And the madam pulls her aside. She's like, no. He Gets the other prostitute in there. They go in the back room. She's like, okay, watch through this peephole and watch what she does. And the guy comes in. <laughs> People, that's even better. Yeah, watch. she's like, watch. And then, yeah, the, prostitute the guy comes back. He's like, all right, start over. You have my attention. Are the floors cleaned enough? And she's like, no, do them again. And then he has to, like, you know, clean the floors. And he starts licking her boot. And it's really it's really funny. Like, there's this one scene where um, he's, like, licking her boot. And she oh, leans for Her boot, uh, yeah. Uh, and the uh, prostitute uh, leans forward to pick him up. She's not walking on those. (laughs) Is that what they're calling him now? He he's he's licking her boot and the prostitute leans forward to like pick him up to give him a kiss and she stops and he says, No, no, not yet, not yet. She's like, Oh, sorry, sorry. Like they break character. He's like, I'm not done, I'm not done. Okay. And he's like Okay, all right and then it's it's really funny it's very very humorous Um, that's the kind of part that made me like it because and we'll talk about this when we get to one of the other films BDSM is a form of theater if you think about it. absolutely it is is a play Um, it was really interesting to see that aspect of it Uh, there is another sexual assault scene Uh, her first night at the at the brothel she is told to have sex with this guy she doesn't want to do it and the madam basically says do it or you're fired and then he initiates starts to initiate it and she says no and then he still just does it anyway, so um, a lot of kind of fuck-up shit. Uh, the and then she that, got really good at it, though, because she liked it. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, that's that's what <sighs> the, It's fine. The woman who plays the lead looks so much so like Elizabeth annoying. Montgomery. The woman who played the lead looks so much like Elizabeth Montgomery. The whole time, I thought I was watching an episode of Bewitched. It was really funny. <laughs> um...
1: That was the hairstyle, man. Yeah.
2: Uh, long story short, uh, there's a part at the end where I guess some guy, like fall, one of our customers falls in love with him. Things get weird. There's a gunfight. I don't know. The movie just goes off in like kind of a really strange tangent. Um, <laughs> French. Yeah. Again. Uh, <laughs> So recap the film has a hard time deciding if it wants to be a drama or a comedy waffling between lighthearted fun Like the dom sub scene and dark serious material Okay, uh still the accuracy is up to snuff what they talked about is is what know. happened So Good three though. out of five stars uh, on that end and who is trying to be my friend on Facebook? All right, All right. Hang on a sec. Go. I Chapin. just want to
0: give us a, a big welcome and who? welcome back to pantalones Pescarado P- yeah.
2: Uh, what? Hang on, guys. Pantaloni's Deska.
1: Yeah. Good, because I can't roll an Neither can I. Hey, good to see you, hon. All
2: right, we got three minutes. All right, why don't we delve, because I don't want this thing to go four segments. Why don't we delve into the four good ones, then? Excuse me. Um, And now, of course, I had to check my Twitter feed, and now i got to go find where I was. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) Apparently... And maybe I misunderstood you, Mr. NBT. I was under the impression you were absolutely fucking, like, wanted to jizz all over this movie's face. That's how much you were in love with it. Which one? Um, 2003. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, Secretary. um, Yes. No, I I, I like Secretary for a bunch of different reasons, but there's
1: absolutely some things that are wrong with this movie.
2: Secretary is the tallest short girl. Um, And by that, I mean, if this was... it, It was one of the better movies... Movies that we watched. Absolutely, it was not good. (laughs) Like it was, it was average. Yeah, it was average.
1: So, so I, I think, I think some of the things they got right, they nailed. Yes. Uh, but there are a lot of tired tropes and, that are and, in and this and that one. was
2: the interesting part about it. It was it didn't do anything half-assed. The things they got right, they really got right. The things yeah. they fucked up, they, they really, really fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, um, and that's we talk. I talk about that in the recap. So a uh, little background: Maggie Gyllenhaal is this young lady who is released from a, I guess we would call it a sanitarium, basically a psychiatric hospital. She is a uh, cutter. She comes. Yeah, she's herself. a cutter. She went. She was sent to this hospital because apparently one day she goes too far and nearly kills herself. So her parents are like, "You need to get some help." So she's released from this hospital for. Or her sister's wedding, and she needs to find employment. Yeah, she goes like, to, to typing school, and this was really interesting because it was 2003, hmm. and apparently everyone has typewriters. Like, I don't know, I couldn't find a typewriter for the life of me in 2003, like actual typewriters. <laughs> um, because Pretty Ted Up was like, What mov- What year is this? I'm like 2003. She's like, Yes, apparently it's 2000. 2000- it was weird. It was well, strange. maybe it was set, and you know, and, and that's what Pretty Ted Up says. And then the next scene, it's clearly like, Oh, it's a gateway computer. So, it, no, it was, <laughs> I'm just, it wow. made no sense don't whatsoever. Ask me i at you i didn't write the movie um <laughs> it's like
3: modern day cuba still has 55 chevys on the streets <laughs> right. yeah, you know.
2: there you go <laughs> um and typewriters a right. 2002 excuse me all right um, oh, well 2002 see there now it's oh, better oh yeah all right <laughs> a, a, a lot, <laughs> of, a lot of good tropes again the mousy sub yeah the mousy sub um, the... so she goes to work for mr gray um they, another one another mr gray, mr. gray. Are You serious yes Carter. yes um, oh my God! Yeah, people. that's what's fucked up.
1: Yeah, the attorney in, in that uh, movie. Wow. James, James Spader plays the attorney, and he is Mr. Gray.
2: When he, when she goes to the job interview, she is very. That's what we're looking for. Her. I don't know if it was probably intentional. She's wearing like this dress. It's like a little sundress. Well, and it was raining, so she has a red cape. Right. And a red hood. Right. Going to meet the big bad wolf. Yeah. So. No red like, hood. Fuck, give us some credit. Uh, there is a scene where they go to a laundromat <laughs> bar, which I, I need now. I need to know that the laundromat the bars laundromat exist. The laundromat bars exist? Yeah, okay. apparently it's a laundromat where they also serve drinks. So. Uh, oh, shit. Um. She she like brandies in language.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like she next door to the laundry. So
2: <laughs> she develops this dom sub relationship. It's not romantic, and that that's the thing because she has a boyfriend that she's romantically involved with, but it's not this right. relationship with Mister Gray is, is purely. I don't even say sexual. It's it's BDSM related. Yeah, it, it's, it, it, well, no, I, I think
1: I, I think this. I think the the relationship is absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not romantic. It, it's, no, it's not romantic. Yeah. It, it is a it is a sexually charged. Yes. Oh, rela- good, there's a yeah. lot of sexual tension in yeah. the BDSM between them in in the office.
2: So so things that they do well, um, a lot of the depictions of how submissives will serve. Uh, there's a scene where like he makes her sit on a table and he puts like a, a, a saddle on her, which I thought was really kind of cool. Yeah. The, uh, they really cool. do a lot of non-sexual submissive stuff, like get my coffee, type this up, that sort of thing. Um, and
1: uh, i love the more she's bound to the
2: yeah that's the opening scene yeah that's actually pretty tied up favorite part (laughs) too that's good (laughs) that's good um of course, more sexual assault. Clean up on, on aisle MVT. There, oh. there's, there's another scene where. <laughs> no, you nah, dude, know. She's,
1: look, she's got a wrist bound to this.
3: He does. This, there's just, this. She's got
2: this, like, Tool, almost. Do you, do, you like the, a a giant do you have the you
3: have the jizz squeezy over there, whatever you called it? The, 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 gizmopper. the gizmopper. You, no. jizz mopper. The jizz mopper. You got there, one over there?
2: there? Got carpeted floor, man. There's just, a giant uh, rod that she I has behind her shoulders, and it has her wrist bound like this, and she has to do her work. And there's a scene where she has to grab something out of the typewriter with her teeth. She's like, it's really kind of neat. And then, like, brings
1: her coffee, brings his coffee, and sets it down, and, you know, and.
2: Ugh typical Loved sexual it. assault scene Loved it. uh sub starts to fall for the dom the dom pulls away because of course doms aren't allowed to have feelings right um it, it, oh, she man. brats a little which i thought was kind of nice one yeah, she thing, does brat a little. one thing that he would punish her for was mistakes in her typing so she would intentionally, start yeah, she, would intentionally making, <laughs> she would intentionally start making mistakes so she would get punishment it was kind of neat yeah Oops. Um, <laughs> but so like, but
1: that's the kind of stuff that i think is absolutely accurate in that yeah and then at the very end and i think one of my favorite parts of this and i'm, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because i know we're, we're, we're a little bit over um one one of my favorite parts is the the surprise aftercare at the end of it.
2: i'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I don't like that they had to do that. Um, so I, I will not kind of ruin what happens, but there's a point where she basically professes her love for him and she does something to show her dedication. And then rather than the DOM supporting her, he basically checks out. And it's a complete abandonment? It it is an abandonment, and I didn't like that part of it. Well, let me finish. That's what made the aftercare even worse because he completely abandons her. He comes back out of like, fuck it, all right, I give It wasn't A, I love you, it was I give up. And then she loves him. Like, he emotionally abuses wait, her what? for the last half hour, and then wait, she... like Was it, though? Wait, yes! Wait, wait, wait. It was fucked all up! Right, all right, <laughs> Jesus. I just snorted. That's how pissed off I am. I thought he was
1: growling at
2: me. God he, damn. know James Spader does something, and I don't oh, want to give it away, but he does yeah. something where it's, like, a very abusive... It's complete emotional <laughs> and physical abandonment to the point where she, like, has to go to the hospital after this thing happens. And then, even though he completely blows her off, she still comes to him, and he takes her in, and they're in love- And it's like, no, this guy hung you out to dry. It's fucking bullshit. So... Um, <laughs> (laughs) Let me get to the recap, and then we'll cut to break. So, uh, while it appears the writers did some research, so they actually kind of knew what the fuck was going on, they still failed to grasp the fundamentals of the DS dynamic. Uh, While better than most films, it equates to being the fastest snail. Three out of five stars. Um, I
1: I, I, I agree with you, the fastest snail. Um, I also agree with you the writers did a little bit of research they knew what they were talking about but they still screwed things up do you think they screwed things up because they knew if they went ahead and got everything accurate it wouldn't have been as good a movie
2: absolutely and i and i wrote, I wrote this on twitter i said the reason we can't get a good bdsm film nobody wants to watch it yeah. it would be it'd be, boring. A little, it'd
1: be it'd be a little boring
2: it would right i mean i get it sex and and craziness sells but the problem is then it's not accurate so all right so do we want to yeah. cut the break?
1: Yeah, let, let's let's cut the break real quick, and then uh, guys, we'll be right back. This will not be a long break. We we won't do the whole thing. Do the, do them uh, do the spots separately. That way we can come back quick. You have them in there. You should have them in there. No? All right. We'll just stop. We'll just cut it in after two. Yeah, let's go. Run the break.
2: Hey K101 fam, Wall Street here. Hope you're enjoying the great show we got planned out so far. We always strive to give you the best content, but do you want to see where stuff gets real weird? Check out our Patreon page. It's full of exclusive member-only content including behind the scene photos, interviews with the staff, and my mangina. Becoming a subscriber is a great way to support the show and get to know your content creators on a more personal level. Plus, donations start at as little as $1 per meow. So click the link below to check it out and subscribe. Well, if you'll excuse me, I think I hear Penny opening a can of tuna on the other side of the studio.
1: Hey guys, Mr. Non-Vanillatrist here. I just wanted to make sure that you knew we love doing this show for you. So if you have ideas for the show that you wanted to get to us, if you have questions for us, you have comments, you think we got something wrong, there's a bunch of different ways you can tell us. My favorite one is go to nonvanillatrist.com. We have the K101 team. They have their own tab there where you can get to the link to every person on our show, right on the Twitter page go right there and find us. It's very, very easy. If you wanted to call into the studio and leave a message, even when we're not live, 717-925-0603. You also have nvtrist at gmail.com. You're just emailing the studio flat out. That's what we're here for. Guys, the show's only good when you interact. So keep doing it because we have a lot of people that are already doing it. And Thank you for those of you who do. Just keep keep the ideas coming because we're going to keep making the show better. And we're back, guys. Thanks a lot for hanging out with k the Podcast. Third and final segment, we are going through BDSM and Cinema. Thanks a lot for all of your comments in the chat. Uh, remember, live phone calls, 717-925-0603, gmail.com is on the Skype. Um, Wall Street.
2: Yeah. I'd like to throw it any further, because I know Pretty Tight Up is watching. This might be water. It's not. <laughs> it could have been, just saying. ha. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we got that (laughs) clarified. Well, no, so let me explain. I I had a, we don't know what it was. Um, It was either an intestinal bug or a uh, UTI. And it started literally the night we did our last taping. Mm, And I was basically bedridden from Thursday night through mostly Friday, Saturday. Uh, And and Pretty Tied Up was an amazing nurse. She would be a great Dom if she really put her head into it. Uh, Every couple hours, she's like, Did you drink your fucking water? Drink your water. Drink your tear. Take this medicine. Don't get up till you drink that fucking water. I'm like, You're good at this. Fuck me. I, I to be honest. I, I've heard
1: her drop the f bomb a few times. She's it does so not happen very often.
2: It doesn't. It, it mostly around children. Oh, That's the thing. She, she swears a lot in front of kids. It's so cute. It's funny uh, though. It is, uh, she is cute when she. But does what's it. funny it's is funny. when she does it, then she gets upset and she does it again. She's like, she's like, oh fuck, <gasps> fuck, 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 fuck. Like she doesn't.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is. I love her
2: so much. I really do. I mean, we, wouldn't be, we wouldn't be together for 16 years if she wasn't amazing. Aww. All right. Um where the fuck was I? All right. We just got through damn Secretary. Damn I lost my spot again. Oh, All right. Wall Street. All right, so we got done with Secretary. Next one was my absolute favorite uh, on the list. It was, what year was it? 2000. I'm sorry, I'm going through my toilet. I got to stop touching my phone because it misses every- I know. <laughs> it. The year doesn't matter. It's... The All Duke. The right. uh, Duke of Burgundy. The Duke of <laughs> Burgundy. This is another French film for someone who hates... Um, reading. Hates reading. Uh, they did a great job. With it wasn't this. starring Ron Burgundy, um, was it? No, yeah. okay, no, good, it was good. not. Uh, so, Mustache the,
1: rides,
2: $5. This is also available <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Uh, 2015. 2015. And it's interesting even though this movie's like five years old, it kind of looks like it was filmed in the 70s. Yeah, it does. Maybe it was just the stock they put it on.
1: Uh, I, I have it in my Amazon Prime list. I did not start it yet.
2: I like to call it the Doll and Wall Street show, because literally the whole time I was watching this movie, I'm just like, this is us. This is us. This is us. It was, so, here's the thing you need to understand going into the movie. It is different from every other BDSM movie I've seen in the fact that it's not an origin story. If you think about Fifty Shades, if you think about Nine and a Half Weeks, if you think about any movie we've discussed so far, Secretary, it's someone who has never been exposed to the lifestyle, becoming involved in the lifestyle right this movie starts with an established ds dynamic and and that's why it's confusing at first because when it comes in it's this one woman shows up at a castle and another woman's there the the older woman addresses the younger woman as maid so you think she's the maid and then she basically treats her like shit for 15 minutes and then it's 15 minutes into the movie you realize oh it's a dom sub and they kind of they kind of figure it out Mm -hmm. so that's that's what their routine is every day the the sub comes to the house and the dom greets her as you know maid come clean my and they go through this routine um it, it 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 explores the dynamic of how complicated the dominant submissive relationship can be. Okay. And it paints it in a light where if you're in a vanilla relationship, you can understand that. Um, people think that BDSM relationships are are so different from any other marriage. No, or any but other, they're really not. They're really the same thing. Um it's about compromise, it's about communication, it's about making sure that your partner's needs are met. Wait.
1: We're supposed to be communicating
2: uh, apparently um, what no one told me this a C- couple like, of my I, how long have we been doing this show no one said this yet. <laughs> it, the premise of the story is that um, the Dom and Sub have been together for a while the Dom is older This I didn't say how much older but it's, I get the films good 10 or 15 years age difference and it's two women by the way very much in love but the Dom is getting to the point where she's losing interest in the BDSM dynamic and she wants to have more of a traditional lifestyle not from the fact that she doesn't care for it's too much work she's just getting tired um, okay. there's one scene where um, and the, this is why I call it the doll and Wall Street show the sub is a total fucking brat like <laughs> it's awesome like there's one scene at the beginning and you find this out <laughs> later that the sub has been writing cue cards for the dom the sub has been writing it. these scenes <laughs> I hate it
1: Hey what? Brady subs such a pain <laughs> in my dick.
2: <laughs> the sub has, The sub has been writing the scenes. So the sub will actually write cue cards for the Dom and they play it out like theater, which I thought was really beautiful. But there's this one <laughs> But there's this one scene <laughs> where You're not reading it right. <laughs> there's this What's one like scene catering. There's I'll be in my trailer. Where's my line? Line? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, <laughs> there's this one scene where it was the beginning of the movie where the Dom tells the sub, "I want you to clean these boots so I can see my face in them." And then, okay, she starts you know, And then she puts the boot down. She kind of looks around the corner. And the Dom is inside pacing. She's like, shes you can tell she's giving her time. Dom looks out. She's like, okay, she stopped. And then she walks out. She's like, why don't you clean that boot? Do it again or I'll spank you. She's like, okay. Like she's intentionally trying to (laughs) piss her Dom off. It's really, I found that very humorous. And that's, yeah, it's exactly the brat relationship. Um, Not your thing but it's, I don't all right
1: <laughs> I don't mind a little punishment
2: yeah, yeah. but the,
1: the it's the it's the bratty aspect of yeah. it that just I have daughters i ha oh no i I have enough I have enough people that don't fucking listen in my life there's I'm supposed to be having fun now
2: <laughs> there's there's one scene where as ah. as punishment the sub is to be tied up in a box. And has to sleep in the box for the night. And the Dom's not crazy about it because the Dom wants physical connection. The Dom just wants to cuddle, you know, after their hard day. The box. Works. And she's like, <laughs> the sub's like, oh no, I need to be put in my box. So she puts her in the box and the Dom walks away. And after like five minutes, the Dom is like, Are you okay in there? And the sub's like, I'm fine, go away. It's like <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's, like, stop breaking character. It's really... Oh, I had to
1: drug that fucking box
3: outside. Come exactly.
2: Um, there's some tension. I'm going to
3: show what the, this box what right. what I'm made of.
2: The, 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 <laughs> oh. There's some tension. Essentially, the dom does cheat on the... Uh, the sub does cheat on the dom at one point and by cheat, I mean she engages in BDSM activity with another dominant, which, according to the rules, is not something you should do. Right. Uh, she does it without consent, without telling her she finds there's out. The, there. so, there's the So that's violation. kind of the fracture where they kind of... and that But actually, it's that point in the movie where they're able to breakdown and this is where the communication comes in is the Dom finally lets her true feelings now you know hey I know we do this and I'm not doing this for me anymore I'm doing it for you you know I'm not happy blah 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 and they at the end they come to this agreement and that's that's kind of where it really paints that beautiful picture of every couple BDSM or vanilla they have to communicate yeah because um, that's when yes. you're gonna be yes exactly so communication uh, okay. <laughs> You read about um, it. I gave this well, Let me see, read the... Um, there was only one scene where I had a problem with... I won't say a problem because it was very accurate, but there was one consent violation. Uh, there was a very... minor and and, and which, I,
1: which, when you look at the track record of the other movies...
2: Well, and even then, it was a minor <laughs> consent violation and the fact that as punishment, the uh, Dom makes the sub bake her own birthday cake. And then the Dom eats the whole birthday cake and the sub gets none of it. And she tells Aww. the Dom to... Like sit, like act as like a human stool, so she can put her feet up. And the sub calls the safe word, and the dom just ignores it. Oh, okay. So, I was yeah. gonna be like, no, it I wasn't... see nothing wrong with this. Oh, so, safe so word. Yeah, the safe right. word was no, called no, and it was if ignored. The safe so word was called and the, you didn't follow. But you know, and totally again, though, I thing. I think that's what makes it realistic, though. like right. um there's another scene where uh, the, the sub, as her birthday present, is supposed to get, like, a new box. It's like a bed where, like, you can sleep under. And they say it's not going to be ready. And, and the woman who makes the BDS furniture, she's like, how about a human toilet? And her sub's like, <gasps> <laughs> Like, that was very humorous. Not
1: can someone else's yum. You guys do your thing.
2: Do if your that's thing. you,
1: do yeah. you, boo. Um, they have to flush that out.
2: Once the dynamic between the main characters is properly explained, because you don't understand what's going on, right. um, the viewers get a stunning and accurate depiction of a DS relationship, and we see how it varies very little from a vanilla one. Five out of five stars.
1: Outstanding. Yes. All
2: right. Oh. I love that one. I would highly recommend it.
1: Okay. Now I'm. I'm and gonna
3: and ask that it, was don't called don't what?
2: What again? Uh, that's the Duke, Duke of Burgundy. Burgundy. It is a okay. French film. Yes.
1: And that is in my that is in my Amazon. That's Amazon Prime, right? Amazon Prime. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's All of Amazon these Prime
2: are Amazon Prime. Prime, except for the last one. Um, I don't think any were Hulu. Uh, uh, I thought Secretary was on Hulu. Nope. Yes, no, you're right. Secretary. Is it? Was it? Yeah, I don't remember. I One of the on two. Hulu. I don't even know anymore. They're both green and black. I don't get the, the labels confused. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. 1997's Preaching to the Perverted. So I would like to say, first off, thank you. They do have a Twitter page, and they saw me do this. I didn't even oh, tag- yeah? I didn't even tag them in it. They just somehow found me, and then they started following me. So thank you. They actually they actually uh, retweeted the tweet I made on Monday, uh, saying we were going to do this show. Cool. So yes, thank oh, you. Oh, thanks, folks. Preaching And they're to the British, perverted. so that's a several thousand mile long distance. Wow. Thank you.
1: Yes. So the the internet really, or hell, we're, the internet we're works.
2: international again. Woo! Yep. Woo! It works. Uh, it 1997. Works. So here's the premise of the movie. Um, it's it's labeled as a dark comedic take on BDSM. Uh, so if you like bonding, I think you would like this movie. Okay. Um, even though it's a bit older and it's, and it's, and it's Europe. Uh, so it centers around a dominatrix whose name is Tanya Cheeks. That's obviously not a real oh. name. Um, and she runs an underground London nightclub where all sorts of crazy perversion happens. And there's this guy in Parliament who, obviously, because he's all stuck up and conservative and, you know, Protestant, like, we can't have this type of evil in our house, uh, wants to take him down. So, he's like, we're going to infiltrate. So, there's a new IT guy who is like, young and 25 and good looking, and he's like, you're going to go undercover because the British government can't prostit- pro- prostitute. Yes. No, I said that right the first time. Yes. They can't prosecute because they haven't committed a crime. Right. But this this um member of parliament thinks if we can build a civil suit we can like bring a civil suit against them to shut them down uh so they get this guy who works in the it department to infiltrate and it's really funny him trying to get exposed to the bdsm and uh, lifestyle and and the kind of things he stumbles through this movie portrayed consent way better than any movie i had seen there's a couple of, of, of examples that i think were absolutely awesome um First off, one of the early scenes when when they go into the nightclub, this thing happens like seven nights a week in London in an old burnout warehouse. Um, they have a, a a shock machine where they have a submissive tied up to like electricity, and you pay. Did a they doll. have earbuds in? No, they did not. But okay. you pay you pay a dollar. It was called a, it said one pound for per volt, and I'm like they fucking stole our idea. So <laughs> they were doing the Taserthon before if, there if was it was a if they, <laughs> if they did it before
1: like if they
2: they went for they stole the Delorean, saw we were doing it. Oh time. That's how this works, <laughs> Mr. Fusion. <laughs> um... <laughs> There is one scene where the, the young IT guy s- accidentally stumbles on stage because he needs to get close to the Dom. So he hides backstage during one of these massive performances that they do every night, like a, almost like a cabaret okay. show. And he kind of falls off some rafters because they were asking for volunteers. So they pick him up, and he's dressed like half naked, like like male submissive gear. Sure,
1: absolutely. And makes perfect
2: sense. And he said, like, oh, you're a volunteer. And he's kind of got to play along because he doesn't want to be outed. And he's like, I don't want to be cut or stuck. And they say, that's fine. You will find another way to serve. Uh, there's multiple instances where a submissive will say I don't want to do that and then Dom's like that is your right I respect that this is after he fell out of the raft. Yes, exactly ah! um, Ta- Tanya Cheeks has uh, and part of it's kind of this love triangle between Tanya Cheeks this young IT guy who rises through the ranks to become like her alpha slave, okay, and Eugenia, who is this lesbian woman who is also, like, the other alpha... I guess he's the beta then. Like he's, She's the alpha slave. Um, they both love Tanya. Um, mm-hmm. Tanya's bisexual. Uh, but she doesn't want to be with either of them because doms can't have feelings. Oh, oh, so the man. whole movie, she's like, I will never fall in love with anyone because a man or a woman will just take away my independence. Um, yeah, that, yeah that, that's, that's, that's... That seems that's, to be
1: the running theme of
3: all the is. stuff that you
2: want. Well, that's, that's just... Um, there is one scene where I guess it
1: dumb we get that on a regular pace That's Yeah, just
2: something we the, do. the IT guy like part of his job is to give her oral pleasure when she wants it And he even says and I quote <laughs> is that all I am to you? Am I just the keeper of the clitoral box like am I ever gonna be like more than a, more Duggies. than just someone who eats your pussy? Uh, <laughs>
1: Shut your mouth dude. You do exactly.
2: As I said like there are worse jobs in this world than being keeper you of fucking the clitoral box you You're just for the day. Reading. That's what you do. There's a scene halfway through where it's Eugenia's birthday and Eugenia has her own slave And Tanya finds out that Eugenia had a consent violation. The slave was told to do something. The slave says, I would not prefer to do that safe word was called eugenia violates it so they bring eugenia out in front and basically tanya punishes her for the consent violation Ooh. and the whole time she's like i'm doing this because <laughs> yeah. these are our oh, no it was really yeah, well yeah it, done. it was it was amazing
1: well done um, guys
2: when, when they get ready when, when mm. tanya get ready, gets ready to punish her she says and i quote all scenes are based on consent parameters must be clearly stated oh, and nice. that's why she was being punished nice. because nice. she did not offer yes um... Long story short, I don't want to ruin the ending, but basically there is kind of a trial towards the end. He's outed, her heart's broken, blah, 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 blah. Um, it does kind of end up on a little bit of a happy ending. So uh, while the film drags on a bit too long, it was one of those movies where it, it should have ended about 30 minutes before it actually did. So like The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight could have ended like six times before they actually ended it. Well, it's like Lord of the Rings did sing. same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, while the film drags on a bit too long, the uh, while the film drags on a bit too long, and I was not fond of a portrayal of the Dom as one unable to commit to a romantic, Relationship. All right. Um, it is a sweet tale of love and understanding, four out of five stars. Okay. An excellent job on the consent. So uh, that, that was my number two favorite film of the, of the ones that we watched. All right. Uh, last one is a Finnish. I think it was Finnish. I always get Norway, Sweden, and Finland. I'm, it, it was Finnish. Um, Dogs Don't Wear Pants, um, which is the only one, uh, this is 2019.
1: I have that one in my list as well on Amazon. Prime. Yeah.
2: Um, this one was on Shudder for some reason. If you're not familiar with Shudder, Shudder's a spin-off, I think of Amazon. It's like their uh horror film network. Um yeah. it gives you a free 30-day mm-hmm. trial, and then it's $5 a month after that. So I did sign up for the free 30-day. I may just keep it, because as someone who loves really shitty B-rate horror movies, I may just want to be able to $5 a month is not bad. So I may just hang on to that. Um, but it whole things in finish and it uh British Film Institute, this is from the article, calls it one of the most emotionally smart and tender explorations of a sado masochistic relationship. Um, not so much, but we'll get to that. Um, essentially, it centers Step around. Step on its dick. Go ahead. Yeah, he's <laughs> not. He's not finished. <laughs> it centers around the. Let him uh, A, a Finnish surgeon whose name is Juha J U H A. Uh, And it starts out, and you kind of don't really understand it at the start of the movie, but essentially he has a near-death experience. He's out, I guess, fishing or something, falls out of his boat, almost dies, he's rescued, like, they give him CPR, bring him back to life. Uh, Flash forward, like, ten more years or eight more years, his daughter, who is now, like, 17 or 18, um, he takes her to get her first piercing. Uh, which of course happens at like the middle of the night in some dark town. Um, and he's like hanging outside cause his daughter's like, dude, I want you to watch this, you know, me get my, my piercing. So he stumbles either next door or downstairs, either next to, it's sort of the part of the same complex. The tattoo studio is a BDSM dungeon and he kind of accidentally wanders into it. And because
1: you can go into any tattoo parlor, and just walk around while people are getting their ink. Exactly. Nobody complains or With nothing. With your
2: 16 year old daughter on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, Just wander into
1: the tattoo place that you can meander about... At the back of the BDSM dungeon. Uh,
2: This is what I wrote on Twitter. Duh. (laughs) This is what I wrote on Twitter. It's funny because he wanders in and then the dominatrix, I forgot her name, um, the dominatrix comes in and uh, basically like assaults him because he thinks that she's like a a, a perpetrator. Um, What I wrote here for this scene is like, I was taking my teenage daughter to get her tongue pierced in the middle of the night, wandered into a BDSM dungeon and got jumped from behind by a dominatrix. Man, if I had a nickel every time that happened to me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Was that when she got pierced? What? what? What did she get pierced? Her tongue. Her
2: tongue. Her tongue. Her tongue, yeah. No, it wasn't... No, it wasn't... Yeah.
0: Sten was asked... Uh, Sten, oh, Sten. Oh, Sten
2: was... Who? Oh. Pantalone. Sorry. I got a drink. <laughs>
0: Pantalone was asking what she got pierced.
1: There's nothing in that. No. That's not the rule.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's over there. It's the fireballs over there.
2: So he... Um, when he's assaulted by this dom and he kind of runs out, he he, he cuts himself and he gets like this, this cut that um not really becomes an infection but it festers for a while and he get a shorty in you i don't have a cup he starts to do like what um, shorty in you (laughs) he starts to do what small kids do he starts to pick at his scabs and kind of play with a little bit (laughs) now you do i'm going all right and and it, it's interesting because that's where I kind of had a connection to Yuha. because when 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 I was first exploring my submissiveness, that's something I used to do. I would look at cuts and bruises and kind of like just be like, "Oh, isn't that pretty?" So he starts to explore that aspect of, of the, how he enjoys the pain. Okay. Uh, there's actually one scene later. He with, would
1: love this thing.
2: Well, this thing hurts. There's one scene later which pretty tied up had to like leave the room almost. She's like, "I can't watch this." Uh, after a very rough night with the dom, he comes in and basically he. Uh, manually rips out his thumbnail. Yeah. I yeah. See, wow. Oh, that was fun to watch That's my new fetish by the way if you go Google YouTube thumbnail removal. No videos. No, don't do that <laughs> What is wrong with me? Well,
1: Wall Street's you can are tell resident. Is our resident pain slot
2: <laughs> oh, You saw the video where they shot my burns. genitals for two hours, right? Okay. It's
1: only an hour and a half <laughs> And at that, um, It was only an hour and 10 minutes. The first 20 minutes, we were so excited about actually getting to do this. But,
2: but the, <laughs> the, the title of the movie, Dogs Don't Wear Pants, is he decides to start booking sessions with this submissive. And she starts calling him Dog and treating him like a dog. Right. Early in the movie, she's like... Get,
1: dogs, dogs don't walk on two feet. Dogs. Yeah, and walk, he said, she's like, get naked, eggs.
2: and he takes off his shirt, and he, she's, he leaves the pants. He's like, dogs don't wear pants. So she makes him get totally naked. Uh, Mo- Mona is the submissive's name. Um... <laughs> I wrote in here there's one scene where he's like tied up and he misbehaves and Mona's like you want to be fucked dog and I'm like these are the types of questions there is no bad answer to it's <laughs> Yes, I would like to be fucked. <laughs> um, Who wouldn't? He, he really gets deep fast. Uh, he starts going through autoerotic asphyxiation. That's like his new favorite thing, which is another great thing that they do in the movie. There's a scene where he's tied up and he's being choked, and obviously he can't scream because he's being choked. So the way that Mona protects him is she gives him a ball in his right hand and like a, a bowl underneath it. And then when he feels he's gonna pass out or he can't take it anymore. He lets go of the ball It drops it makes this loud clank sound. That's the safe word So I thought that was really cool that they found other ways to, to portray that aspect good, good. Um, Halfway through the movie things get weird uh, you know, Also uh, the subs the Dom's uh, day job is she works in OT uh, And part of her job in OT is rigging people up with rope to work on their backs, which I thought was kind of mm. cool um He basically falls in love with her, but at the the same time, um, he becomes so obsessed with his inner demons, that sadistic part, he basically gets to the point where he, he tries to get her to kill him. Like, he goes to there, and, and she's angry because he's developing feelings, and the Dom can't have feelings. Yeah, and there's that trope again. can't have feelings, and, and, um, and, and, and he's- And submissives are
1: damaged to the point where they yeah, have to hurt themselves. Yeah, I think themselves.
2: there's one scene towards the end where basically, like, he <sighs> cuts her, she cuts his finger off. It's like, really kinda hard, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's something, like she so breaks- So it goes a little far, is what you're saying. Yeah, she breaks his arm, or cuts something off, or- right, uh, you
1: crazy Europeans.
2: <laughs> and and there's one, and she actually says to him, like, you came here because you expected me to murder you. Like, he, he becomes suicidal he's that far into I want to feel so much pain I'm not alive anymore Chapin no, it's okay oh I thought you had a point
1: you're, you're making me put on my bifocals again
2: yeah I am <sighs> I also added, so many submissive men want to be treated like dogs, but few want to be treated like cats. What kind of species-based discrimination yes, bullshit is that? I do. Um, he, and and what, drives, what drives this desire for suicide is there's one scene where they do go too far. He passes out. She has to give him CPR. She brings him back, but then she calls, you know, finish 911 and then bolts. So the doctors come in, and I think that's kind of like, wow, I almost died. That's And you find that's what's driving all this. Like, he's become obsessed with death. Like, he, <sighs> he wants to push the envelopes so far that he's not even with us anymore um
1: all right so other than that trope other
2: than that trope uh one line i love from from the dominant what you want will cost you so much pain you can't stand it where's the downside here seriously (laughs) excuse me thank you that's why i'm here (laughs) this is is, we're in hellraiser Hellraiser Um, (laughs) the pain will be exquisite uh let us see what else we got here um I wrote here that you, his struggles exemplify everything can go wrong when one tries to navigate their desires alone. Community is such a crucial aspect that keeps us not only safe, but sane. I think that was a key problem with the movie that maybe they could have brought out a little bit more. He's he's this middle-aged doctor who has a teenage daughter and an ex-wife, and his only other friend is this other middle-aged doctor. He's going through all this himself. He has no one to fall back on. And that's probably why he nearly dies twice in the movie, because he's just like, oh, I want to have, you know, juggle blades with my penis and see what happens. Like, no one was there to teach. him all this important. How to juggle blades, blades with, with, your with your penis, penis properly. Exactly. exactly. every
0: guy can do that.
2: <laughs> um, no one no one was there to kind of to, to fall back. on. No, does, I can't. Not this guy. It does have <laughs> a happy ending in the fact that he kind of, after he nearly dies the second time, a lot of it I liken the movie to and, and forgive me if I offend someone because this is going to sound terrible when I say it it's similar but it, I am no way equating it is to the same thing I, 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 it's similar to coming out of the closet in the fact that in the movie he has a lot of shame about his feelings sure. he's, he's not supposed to, he's a man he's not supposed to be submissive he's not supposed to enjoy pain and the way the movie ends he well, fin- we've
1: talked about that a lot right. when we cover male submissive
2: and, and in the end he finally embraces it he goes to a, a BDSM bar by himself in full gear I <laughs> do and he goes on the dance floor and the last scene is just him on the dance floor having a good time and then he spots his dominant from across the room and they kind of smile at each other. So the happy ending is he finally accepts who he is as a human being. Alright, good. Um, recap, I would say, when the film starts out well, the film starts out promising halfway through it makes a left turn into everything a BDS dynamic shouldn't be. The whole right. like, I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of you and you're gonna and he's like, yes, kill me! It's, it, these are two people who clearly need professional help. Uh, like Secretary, it's a mix of valuable insight and dangerous missing information that's why i gave it three out of five stars okay
1: is that it then is
2: that's it the we're done we i, mean, I, th-
1: I we think we should to... have a follow-up show yeah movies that we think are quietly or subliminally bdsm yeah hellraiser
2: that is i told penny we have to do that as soon as we have an opportunity because she has not seen that said, oh okay we to, we'll watch uh, that band. that'll be one of our date nights <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right guys what do we miss uh, drop it in the comments below uh,
2: if you have any movies you'd want yeah, to add if you have any well
1: movies that list. you think we should have had in the list that we didn't have, make sure you send them to us, gmail.com If you check the video links uh, in the video description below after the show tonight, so Thursday morning or beyond, uh, you can reach out to any one of us on Twitter. If you were watching any of the breaks, you can find all of our Twitter information there as well. Uh, What's Saturday is
2: uh, Why don't we do this Saturday We will do the um, 15
1: yeah I think that was the 15 Sex games 15 we were supposed to do games. last Saturday, last Saturday. Right. So we, I have that that that's in the hopper right. Ready to go and then uh...
2: Wednesday should we talk about what we're going to do on Wednesday Yeah we'll we do later. that yeah what's, what's Wednesday Wednesday I literally wrote about this a half an hour ago. I'm just having massive brain farts Oh virtual swing parties oh right Yeah, <laughs> That'll be fun <laughs> We actually have I, virtual I was,
1: swing parties for Wednesday.
2: Yeah, I have. I was adding a lot more meat to that article today, so that, that'll be a good forty-minute conversation. I All will,
1: right, cool. I will virtually be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with k one Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Donovan trish joined by Wall Street, Sunnybound, Chapin, and Sal. We will be here a bright and early Saturday morning, and I promise that show will be up. All right, talk to you soon. Chapin, kick us out. I smell it Now a word from our sponsors.
3: Dare for man.
0: Use it anyway.
3: Just do it.
1: You're listening to the Non-Vaniliterist K101 Podcast with Mr. NVT. Yeah, pull them pants in. Oh, I'm very wet. I will do whatever it is that you want.
3: I'm just really trying to turn you guys on. That's all I want to do. They don't even pay me to be here.
0: Boobies! Yeah. yeah!